Welcome back to yet another episode of EastEnders Weekly Podcast, where we discuss the British soap EastEnders every week. On a podcast? We do. And we are discussing the episodes that were broadcast between the 18th and the 22nd of November. That's right. We must mention also one other thing. What's that? We're officially unofficial. Very officially unofficial. Just, it's the legal part then. We have to make sure <laughs> it gets snuck in there somewhere. We might just drop it in in the middle of the show from, <laughs> for future reference. We won't mm. say at the beginning. We'll keep it guessing. It's like, a, where's Wally? But a statement rather than a person. I mean, one thing I've noticed this week on EastEnders, tell me if you've noticed it too, and what your opinion is. Mm. But... Does it seem very dark on set this week? Yeah, you know, you've been complaining about that a lot all week. And mm. it's not something that's particularly offended me. Not offended, but have you noticed? Uh, all not the sets really, are dark. Because I, cause it's, it's winter, t- winter is coming, <laughs> Mr. Snow. And uh, it's going to be darker, isn't it? The evenings draw in dark. No one's got their lights early. on. They have, but they can't afford the it. No one can dark. afford the electricity bills anymore. They're far too high. Well, Kathy's got a foot, foot spa on. Well, she, she has, but that. there are the lights, so she's using the, the, <laughs> the generator. electricity yeah. She's put 10p in the meter just so she can have bubbles in her bath. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think there was a new director this week because uh, there was like some different shots we saw outside the cafe window. Mm. And obviously things are a bit darker and a bit more moody. <laughs> One thing that's was at the end of the week martin's like montage of music and drinking rum yeah made me laugh <laughs> i don't think it was meant to make me laugh but i did think oh don't like it it was meant to be a bit tense but was it? I, I don't think yeah I, I like the way that he didn't have to ask for another drink first we just gestured <laughs> just a little nod a little finger here and then he just took the bottle and drank it mm. kind know. of looked like a western was it going for that sort of feel maybe oh, i'm not really no, sure no not a spaghetti western well no. between ben and well they Martin. have a shootout in the middle of bridge street <laughs> yeah. just, again well, bridge street is incredibly empty mm. at night now once cafe's cafe closes that's yeah. dead. nowhere else to go is there really it's just the vic <laughs> Well, they need to is they need to make the cafes uh, a twenty four hour cafe again, and you know make it a bit maybe That's a true. kebab Kathy shop. Kathy doesn't work enough. To Ka- be fair, Kathy's kebabs. <laughs> She'd have that foot spa behind the desk. No one would know. Yeah. She'd just lean toward the teapot. Share lean it with toward... Marie. <laughs> yeah, when well, no, Marie can work around her, she just stands at the till and takes the money while the uh, the spa gently massages her precious little feet. Mm. I bet her feet are really young. I bet there's not a wrinkle in Yeah, not a wrinkle inside. Oh, there's not a wrinkle anywhere, not even her neck. No calluses, no dry skin. (laughs) She uses that emery board and screws right down into her Mm. heels. Um, Before we get on to our discussion about the week's episodes, we are going to discuss a little rumour, which is the Christmas schedule. Mm. Not confirmed, but it's slightly alarming-ish, or a bit weird. Our friends at Walford Central posted this on Twitter. Mm. I recommend you follow them. It's at Walford Sennet, Sen C-E-N-Net. Um, and yeah, it's an unconfirmed schedule for Christmas Day in the UK for the episodes of EastEnders. And, uh, very late. A very late one. I mean, you have to understand that a lot of people in the United Kingdom do like to have a few drinks on Christmas Day. And by about 10 o'clock, you're <laughs> fast asleep with... Well, by 8 o'clock, it's getting there, <laughs> getting <laughs> a bit iffy. But 10... If you're old like us, we've got our slippers on and our pipes, we've got our feet in the foot spa and we're ready to go, go to sleep. 10.30? Mm. Well, yeah, so basically the first showing... Be the watching first... on iPlay on Boxing Day. <laughs> yeah. So don't expect live tweets on that night. <laughs> EastEnders has been split into two, which I don't remember them doing that last year. No, they have done it They've in the past. done it in the past, but, but yeah, last year was an hour-long episode, the mm. uh, famous Alfie being pushed down the stairs episode. Oh, yes. Because of the ba- Such consequences. The paternity was found out. Um, this is another paternity story this time, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. So at nine o'clock in the UK, and then 10.30 is the second showing after Gavin and Stacey. I mean, we all know there's a lot of Gavin and Stacey fans out there. Personally, and again, don't at me. <laughs> 
I'm not one of them, uh, but no. I probably will watch it. And I won't. Well, what are you going to do then? Gonna watch wa- EastEnders. You can fall asleep. Well, you can't watch EastEnders. I'll watch the same episode three gonna, times. <laughs> super analyse it. You do a special live Christmas Day episode oh, talking, yeah. talking to the fans. I'll put a little box on and I'll watch it with people online. There you go. So look forward to that on Christmas Day on our schedule at 9.30. If you're not a fan of Kevin and Stacey, then we'll be live doing a special <laughs> EastEnders episode. Although we cannot confirm that just yet. No. Very interesting. Maybe there'll be nudity, sex and violence and That's that just time. the podcast. <laughs> You and me live on Christmas Day. <laughs> ben, we were always talking about these uh, ideas. Last week we said nipples were going to be shown. Is there going to be tassels attached to Well, people to didn't your want your nipples, so no. that's been cancelled. They've not, obviously not seen my beautiful nipples. But people might want my sex violence. What's the other thing I said? Bad language. Oh, I'd love a bit of swearing. <laughs> It'll be like a you Hollywood late. Cow. <laughs> EastEnders Weekly late. Come yeah. join us for the violence. Right, so let's start on with our review of the week. Last week I loved it. It was all heightened and ridiculous and stupid and camp. This week I felt the um, aftermath of the demise of Mel Owen has been a little bit sort of forgotten mm. and things have just moved on to an odd week of like storylines I don't really care about and the ones that they are there seems silly to me yeah it was, it was a filler wasn't it this mm. week a filler like Kathy's which it face. shouldn't be this time of year we're building up to christmas it should be revving up and getting me all excited but i'm no the but big it, biggest thing i took away from the week was kathy's foot spa this is the thing isn't it it's like it, it doesn't seem to be building to anything at christmas and it's a really strange mm. de- de- um approach they're taking this year for christmas last year i'm fairly certain the carol the Christmas choir storyline was starting. That Ian and reminiscing about his family because we were laughing that he was make, preparing his vegetables like two weeks in advance. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know there was a build-up developing slowly over the mm. Slater's family, and yet that doesn't seem to be yeah, the case. Killing Meloff seems to have like stopped it dead, mm. literally dead in the road. Um, but it seems to have just been like, oh, that's that. Like, no, there's no peril now. Sharon's chilling out. Yeah, well, she's been found scot free, hasn't she? She got some mm. some vital information. That'll from make Jack. Lisa look. Bit silly well this is it this is what they're doing again isn't it they're making the story about everyone thinking that lisa's going gaga again and mm. it's it's a worrying it's so it's worrying for me because they're making lisa this strong character the whole time yeah and then so, no one believing her and no no one's believing her and it's just it's almost just doing the same again with where and where i think eventually it may develop that lisa will then slowly demise back into this squandering situation yeah this situation where she's her mental state is again starting to crumble because no one's believing her some for the first time in her mental state where she is telling the truth about something yeah and no one actually is believing her about it mm, i hope they didn't because that like just sounds like what they just did to mel and it makes like mel's death really pointless if they was going to do that with lisa but i mean louise is quick enough to not believe her mum like straight away yeah but louise goes wherever the, <laughs> wherever the designer gear follows mm. isn't it so i'm sure when she went to see her dad and feels like don't worry i'll sort this out she thought yeah and then i can move back in with you and have the life of luxury that i always wanted but I mean, we did have sharon in her grieving gray hoodie sweats and she was <laughs> yeah. a bit upset but she still had her nails done and her eyelashes on oh yeah priorities even though she's not leaving the house of course not i mean she's always wanted a cleaner but she had no eyeshadow no oh yeah she wasn't gonna she wasn't gonna rub it in and the hair wasn't blow dried so of course yeah <laughs> there's being sassy and there's just being a bit arrogant <laughs> and i think that she knew that she knew that fine line that only sharon knows of where not to take it too mm. far but um yeah lisa obviously is going around telling everyone that Sharon's a murderer, like thinking she's Peggy Mitchell at Den Watts' funeral, if that's a reference for anyone. But it turns out, like, I, I quite liked how they were all gossiping as well, like around the square about what happens. So that was quite yeah, nice. Yeah. 
Like people did remember that Mel died. A few people toasted to Mel this week. There was the oh, yeah. the, the, the witches of Eastwick inside the uh, Vic. <laughs> Four <laughs> random characters. Literally the most randomest characters mm. they could have p- handpicked out of a box it, to it, toast Mel. Yeah, it would have made nicer sense if Lisa had maybe walked in and then, then they made the toast. And so Lisa was involved a mm. little bit. And, and it may, might have made Lisa feel more confident to kind of get a, a supporting group for her to maybe kind of encounter Phil and mm. let him kind of push him into questioning Sharon's the paternity of her baby. But it was odd because it was Karen, Honey, Sonia and Tina. It's like, have they ever shared a scene with Mel ever? <laughs> no, not really. And like, we could have had Kat because Kat and Mel had a bit of friendship. They worked at E20 together. Mm, and they had that conversation as well where she supported her. Mm, we had Billy, Jack, Lisa, they could have had a toast. Jack did toast. Yeah, now. like five days later. It was a nice little silent toast up to <laughs> up to the heavens <laughs> to himself. We didn't even get like Jack's reaction to Mel dying either. Well, like, we did. We yeah, did. Like, late. Yeah, well, that was that's the story with um, her, him and Denise, because there was a lot of grieving at the Branning household and Denise didn't really know how to cope with it because both Jack and uh, Amy were very upset. Yeah. Amy's Amy's lost her, what, third mother? Well, Amy probably thinks if I let Denise in, she's going to end up in a coffin. With, no, because she did say to Denise, like, I don't care about you. <laughs> oh, yeah, she ran. Up. Denise said, don't worry, darling. I'm not, you know, I'm not leaving. He said, I don't care about you. Pushed her out of the way and got back up from uh, out from under these stairs. Mm, so that toast was a bit weird. That didn't really hit anything for me. Like, mm. the whole Mel dying seems to be a bit of, like, a joke around the square, which is really odd I don't me. think it's a joke. It's I just think it's a bit disrespectful no one, for our Mel. Yeah, but I don't think no one everyone's pretending to care but i don't think really it's almost like it's mm. being done out of a matter of course the only one that does care is crazy lisa but that's the thing because it's being done because almost like people feel like they have to show some remorse toward mel it would have made more sense if they had done it in front of lisa so mm. every time lisa <laughs> entered a room they all started toasting to mel you know? i mean lisa was at the bar and she just decided to walk out didn't she i think oh right something like that Unless that was a different case. I mean, obviously, Detective Jack, Mm. keeping things on the level. Oh, yeah, he's not going to reveal no secrets. (laughs) Certainly not. Just one more won't hurt, because Sharon, you know, flatters her eyelashes and be like, could you just give me a heads up? Am Mm. I going down for murder? Or (laughs) just wink once for yes, twice for no, and I'll be fine. But no, he's there, letting her know everything. There's a man who recorded you on the mobile phone, so we know that if you didn't push her into the lorry, um, she willingly stepped in front and um, act surprised when you're told, see you later. Mm. Yeah, that's a strange thing to say, isn't it? Act surprise, as if you had intentionally tried <laughs> yeah. to kill Mel. But no, just if someone says that to you, then say, oh, really? That's a nice surprise. After Sainsbury's, want anything? Yeah, I could have sworn I was going to jail for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, darn it. I wanted to go to jail. Save me the hassle of telling Phil that he's not the father of the mm. child. But that did lead to like a nice scene where Phil was like bashing through the door with like a weird camera angle, like over the shoulder, like... Um, those police CCTV shows they have. Oh, did I thought it looked like a, one of your two Raider games? Oh yeah, or like Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he busted in and sort of told Lisa, you know, all this load of rubbish. Don't ever do it again, otherwise you end up where Mel. Did he threaten to kill her? I can't really remember what he well, threatened. Well, there was an ambulance siren outside. And oh, you're yeah, police or something. Yeah, yeah. If you don't wind your neck in, then that's you're going to be hearing that very soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit cruel she did ask denny for some information and denny said that home life wasn't really that hot between phil and sharon so... hey, lisa did mm. well she talked to denny yeah denny was in the cafe uh wasn't buying dennis a... rickman the little boy yeah. Denny, yeah oh i missed that what happened well she went Fill into... me in well listen denny was at the counter while kathy was having a foot spa and uh she was getting some uh drinks for denny 
Not a coffee from one of her famous, now famous, blue and pink mugs, I might mention. <laughs> her reusable cug. I know. 10p off, by the way. 10p <laughs> off. Bargain. And Lisa came in and uh, said, oh, hi, Denny. How are things? Tell me something about your mum. <laughs> and uh, he did, apparently. She's later on relayed, I think, oh, to... Oh, we didn't see what he said. No, then. but oh. Louise, she says to Louise that um, apparently life in the house hasn't been too great between Phil and Sharon. So by that, I think you're meant to take that their relationship isn't particularly very magnetic at the moment, even though she's pregnant who, with what Phil believes is his okay, child. Okay, that's interesting, because I've noticed mm. they've kept Denny, or Dennis, whatever his name is, Dennis, like, very off the side. And I've, I'm wondering if he's going to be involved in this reveal at Christmas. Oh, you reckon he's like, going to be the one knows... who finds out? Because he had those, remember he had those headphones on? <laughs> and um, Sharon thought he heard everything, but he just had headphones on, so yeah. he didn't hear I'm wondering whether he's known like the whole time. Oh wow! Because so... he punched her and called her a slag, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, no one really knows why. And um, well, no, so... that's when he was in getting heavy into like the gang warfare, mm. wasn't he? And he, but I think, still... he thought he was a bit cool. You know, Denny. All it takes is one flattering thing said by someone, and he instantly thinks he's the coolest guy on earth. Yeah, but I am wondering: is there a reason why that he's they're keeping us out of our conscious? And him and Lisa having a little chat seems a bit suspicious. I can't believe I missed that, but mm. that rings reveal Christmas Day alarm bells to me. But then, wouldn't Denny say something if he knew about Keanu? He said, "Oh yeah, Keanu used to be around the house all the time." Hmm. Maybe he's not trusting Lisa yet. Hmm. So, well, what's what's going to take for them for him to trust? A video game. Oh, yeah, he loves to blackmail, doesn't he? <laughs> new, new Xbox. I thought he did to Michelle mm. after she punched him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, she's on Innocent and Lisa's just being shown to be going crazy and, like, people asking her if she's on her meds and things, which I hate when they... They, they always yeah. say that to Jean all the time when mm. Jean, like, is angry at something. Someone walks by and goes, you on your meds? And I just think... I hate that line that they keep using on characters. It's, it's really insulting, isn't it? It is it's insulting, yeah. And it's not... It's, it's, it, it, with someone who might have has an illness of the mind, someone who has an illness of the mind might be watching that and feel isolated too, mm. the feeling that if people can say it in a TV programme... I know it's fiction, but it just feels and a bit it's disrespectful. A bit, yeah, it's just really cheap writing as mm. well. Like, oh, I won't believe you, are you off your meds? It's, yeah. yeah, that's an easy way out. But, um, yeah, she'll have the last laugh, I'm sure. And um, she's out to get revenge on her best mate's death, so... What more can you ask for? Mm. Hopefully, we'll find out more for when we get nearer to Christmas. Right, so we've got a little Carter storyline going on. Linda's hungover again. <laughs> it must be all that drinking. <laughs> she has to join Martin, won't she? On a night out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be a good episode. Oh, that'd be amazing. Imagine Two-hander. If they... Yeah, imagine... Pub if... to pub. Well, they had a few... <laughs> a pub crawl. Two... Well, yeah. there's three now. E20, the uh, Albert. Yeah, exactly. Thick. And then back home for afters. That's what I mean. That's that'd be the interesting story. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she's too hungover to take Ollie to school. So Mick says yes, lets him go in, not his school uniform, in his little superhero uniform. Well, Ollie has been playing with their watches. Don't forget. So, oh yeah, to make up the time. Yeah, Ollie likes to mess around with time, <laughs> literal time. <laughs> but um, obviously Linda with her like. I guess she's kind of a control figure, which is why she's not really accepting his diagnosis. But she wants him to be in a uniform, but Mick's kind of more Yeah, Mick's out much about more it. relaxed about it and says, oh, no, he likes it. Because that's the superhero costume that Mick had bought him. Mm-hmm. So he's... And, and again, Mick took the approach perfectly, said, you know, he likes wearing that. I'm sure the school won't mind. Just let him won't wear they? it. I mean... I don't know. I haven't I? kids. Is there a special allowance for kids, perhaps, if, you know... Or if they're autistic, autism? maybe... I mean, it's not a huge deal, autism. It's but obviously for to Linda, them, it is. Well, yeah, to <laughs> her perfect family. She's got one girl who's got epilepsy. Another boy's gay. <laughs> God, one who's coming back. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's really that. With like Linda's just getting drunk, she keeps having bottles of wine on the table or next to her or near her all the time. Mm. And um, Mick's going in for pub of the year competition because <laughs> loads of pubs are closing down. Mm. Um, apart from the Vic. And he, well, he sees it as a, as an approach to in order to get yeah, more we can custom. Win yeah, because there's less competition, and he like wants ideas thrown about between Shirley and Linda. Mm. So they have all day to come up with ideas, and they don't. And come a whole up. bottle of wine. Yes, but, but, but that's not bad. A d- if over a space of a day to drink a bottle of wine that's true. between them as well, and uh, Shirley's not exactly a light drinker herself. No, Shirley had her own drink. She didn't have oh, wine. She, she so had a bottle, bottle of vodka. <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Yeah, yeah. But no, they only had one like thing. But then Mick decides to do like a wife swap. Well, out of nowhere, he comes up with an idea of a wife swap. I don't, and and it is a competition as well. Now, for me, <laughs> I don't understand how you win a wife swap. I know best wife. Do you? Yeah. Do you, well, yeah. But do you win by not sleeping with the person who becomes your new <laughs> wife, or do you win by admitting that the person who is your wife is better than the wife you ended up with mm. during the wife? How do you win a competition like that? I don't understand the rules of this game. It's really odd. I, I did see this this spoiler like a few weeks ago when they said all these couples we'll talk about it next week because that's when it actually happened mm. but all these couples are mixed up in a wife swap and everyone thought this is just a joke because you see who's paired up with who it's like what? That, that thing we've been going on about where they're picking up two names from a hat and putting them together yeah. is literally happening next week but it is true apparently and Sheree wanted to be involved in it because she kind of wanted to do some digging on Denise so kind of wants to swap with Denise and Jack that's right. But then Denise will be Patrick's wife, which is a bit weird. <laughs> which is weird because that's her father. Well, no, but yeah, well, yeah, p- p- yeah. Sees him as a father. Yeah, yeah. Father figure, sorry. But um, yeah, very odd. Like, what is this competition? What what are they doing? And it, it goes on for days. Like they said, it's three days, didn't they? So what they, have they, to they swap? And they have to live in each other's houses. Yeah. As well. <laughs> it's just insane. And what's it got to do with the pub? Well, also, <laughs> yeah, that's right. All this is actually happening. Away from the pub. Yeah. I mean, it makes some sense. Maybe if they opened up the rooms above the pub and so they had each couple... But, in a but room. In a room. And they live-streamed it and they, like, yeah. built a website, you know, thevic.com or something like that. It is very strange behaviour and I don't know who wins or how anyone can win. It just doesn't make sense. How is, as you say, how is that promoting the Vic, one? How is that in any way a competition? It's a TV series. It's a quite an enjoyable TV series, mm. but it's not something you can do in real life. It's just not, yeah, it's it just, just not no able to be done. And the fact that Mitch, do we know that Mitch and Karen are doing it yet or is that next week that I'm thinking ahead of myself? I think I'm thinking ahead of yourself. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> But um, that's weird because they're not even together, but they're doing wife swap. Oh, so Mitch is going to be with someone and Karen's going to be with someone mm. else as well. Well, the person that Mitch is with is, I won't say, we'll do it next week, but it's weird. Well, can I predict who I think some of the swaps will be? Okay. You, do, you don't have to say if I'm right or no. wrong because I don't know. Um, I'm not in the loop of spoilers like you are. <laughs> so, okay, so you said Karen and Mitch is in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm presuming Mitch is going to end up with, with Tiff. And I think that Karen's going to end up with Grey. Well, no, Karen would be with Keegan then, wouldn't he? Because they swap. Oh, they have to swap directly. I think they swap directly. Oh, well, yeah. if they're doing that, then probably Keegan. But then again, that's her father. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it would be Chantel and Keegan, um, Chantel and Mitch, Chantel and Mitch, and then Gray and Karen. Because Gray and Karen's the one I'm presuming are going to be together. Oh. And then I'm sorry, Mick and Linda are going to be involved too. Because so. they have to be. <laughs> so that means Mitch and his daughter. That's just weird too. Yeah, it's all very strange. So Linda's going to be Linda's going to be with Billy because of the whole 
last week when they had that story with the oh, their little chat. chat. So there's going to be more to explore with Billy. If Billy's not with anyone to swap with, so that won't happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, then, mm. oh Honey just turns out. Well, th- yeah. Well, that's who I thought would be Honey, Honey and Mick, because Honey and Mick, Mick was kind to Honey a few weeks ago, wasn't he, with the costume party at Halloween? Maybe. I can't remember. All I remember is the weird um, one of the tailors. But maybe um, Mick, uh, Mick will end up with Whitney and that will upset Linda because of the whole little affair thing they had together. Yeah, but then L- Linda would be with Leo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. <laughs> Bit of Scottish, whatever he is. I don't know what is that. His accent changes like, every week. Does it? Every scene it changes. Hmm. Is he from Manchester? I don't know where he's from. I don't think I've ever noticed an accent. What? Yes, you have. Anyway, but that's the wife's Well, that's next week, but it, it's just a bizarre um, turn of events. That's all I've got to say on them, really. Talking and... about a bizarre turn of events... Oh, yes. I quite enjoyed this. Ruby just went up in my estimations like a thousand this week. Although she did get a giraffe tongue out again. Yeah, that's fine because she said no to Max and humiliated him in front of everyone. That's true. That's Thanks to Ian Bill as well. So Ian Bill goes up yeah. in your estimations too. And Max went even further down in my estimations because he threatened to kill Ian. For me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, <laughs> to, he said, I will strangle you again. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a joke. That did actually happen, Max. <laughs> Lols. So, um, yeah, that's annoying. Again, with the bad writing and the stupidness of recent EastEnders, um, how that they're business partners, but then they clearly remember this history with each other because he just mentioned strangling him. Mm. But they're happy to work with each other. It's just ridiculous. Well, I don't think Ian is, or Max are particularly happy to work together. It's just a... But they are. But, yeah, but they're not happy. They're just having to work together. They don't, because... it, they don't have to. They're not being well, forced they do, because Max lost the car business. Max can't do anything else, so he has to have a business doesn't he because he's meant to be this whiz on the books yeah. so and he every time you see him he's always in Wolford Eats to set a table with like it, paperwork shuffled around him and a mm. laptop in front of him but you saying like Max has to work somewhere so he works there that is just lazy writing you saying that proves how lazy that writing is mm. it's so but what, silly. what can Max do he can't like stand behind the desk of Minute Mart because he can work at E20 to say to Billy oh you offered me a job so I'm working here now oh, that yeah. seems to work <laughs> that did work didn't it <laughs> well, I suppose he could ask for a job from Ruby but I suppose it's going to be a bit rough subject now between mm. him and Ruby. Yes, because he gets mistaken for her dad. Well, they go out on a date in E20, don't they? And yeah, some guy buys Ruby a drink and then Ruby refuses it and says, oh, I'm sorry, I'm actually out on a date with Max, this guy. And the guy laughs at him and says, oh, I thought you were her dad. <laughs> and, um... and the guy looked like Andy the Builder from like four years ago. Ronnie's weird, like Danielle's brother who was trying to get revenge on Ronnie. Do you remember him? I do. And no, they look similar. They did. They have the same eyebrows. I'm sure you're watching a different show to me. <laughs> First you're throwing accents at me. Now you're saying people look like other people. He did look like Andy the Builder, just in a suit. Just because Andy was always naked, it's hard to remember. <laughs> no, that's very true. On. That's true. When he was stealing toilets <laughs> and bathtubs. But I um, know Ruby said no, because she's with Max. And um, that obviously upset Max, so he thought, right, I know what I'll do. Even though I'm already married, which doesn't seem to matter in EastEnders anymore. No. Even Jack brought it up, and he was like, that doesn't matter, she's moved on. Yeah, like, and well... then made fun of the person who... Rainey's moved on with with the attributes that Max also has. Oh yeah, mon- um... balding, and calls him Uncle Fester. <laughs> yeah, it's like Max, it's like, you Max, are Uncle Fester. All too. right, do you want to look in the mirror? Come on, calm yourself, Mister. But why does no one care that people are married? It's like Ian was ma- is still married to Jane, and he was coming on to Mel. Didn't matter. Mm. And Jane even and tried Jean. to phone him, and he hung up on yeah. her. Yeah, and now Max is married to Rainey, and he's like, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll still <laughs> propose. So all these bigamists. Ray wasn't that bad, really. Oh, that's what EastEnders needs. A good bigamy story. We had one with Ray and he died. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, he's just going to propose even though he's already married. And But Ruby says no, which I enjoy. 
and publicly because public mm. things are so ugh. especially when they're a surprise well, you can't s- say no yeah and they're soppy and they end up working out well even mm. though you think oh it's not gonna work out and they end up working out fine yeah ruby and she laughed at him as well mm, it's good yeah, and but whilst Jay was listening to the car crash from the booth <laughs> opposite them, well, that was really. I think Ian did that on purpose. He invited Jay because he knew that they were dating before, mm. didn't he? So he sat them right behind Ruby just to rub it yeah. in. <laughs> um, and it's weird how Max was asking Bobby for, like to do it, and it's that whole Bobby and Max. It's just it's, everything's so weird. Also, the fact me. that Max didn't know what a kosh was, he kept saying <laughs> that silver dome thing. <laughs> he works. That's his and business. He, and remember? it's his business. Yeah, I tell you, all he does is shuffle paper and. Pe- letters on the laptop uses the free wi-fi then in Wolford mm. east but it's interesting that ruby said she'll never marry anyone she doesn't believe in marriage yeah you like, where's that come from you loved that didn't you yeah but yeah good for you, you ruby. go ruby yeah up in my character list she oh, is. oh we'll be talking about that in a bit yeah we should quickly mention about ian's uh political campaign which isn't going too well either isn't it no. I black a... out on those things, oh, okay. I'm afraid. Well, Ruby did a list of people, local businesses, oh, of yeah. who was voting for Ian and who wasn't. And uh, there was more red marks than green. Mm. Red being danger, no one's going to vote for you. And green <laughs> being fine, someone will. And Ian was quite surprised that his um, withstanding in the community wasn't much higher because he mm. believed he was much more respected been than there he was. For over 30 years. Yeah, he's been working hard. He's tried to be mayor, whatever, governor, like three times. Yeah, he went bankrupt. Then crawled himself out of the gutter, then went homeless, <laughs> sold his business to various people by accident. Yeah. He's a businessman of the year, for heaven's sake. Mm. Make, him, make him mayor or whatever he's going for, governor of the uh, Walford Council. But um, yeah, hopefully his um, campaign will go strength to strength with Ruby's full attention on him rather than Max then. Mm, apart from the fact that Ruby said that she had better things to do, <laughs> like looking after the E20 now. But, um, I don't know... It, I'm... I'm guessing her and Max are still together, but like he stormed out. Oh, he's been stroppy because he? he's always stroppy. He'll probably end up finding someone on an app now and t- sleeping with them, and then being all like, "Oh, sorry, but I know. <laughs> I was drunk. I didn't realise." Right. Um. Next up, we've got a feature. Which do you want to introduce this? <laughs> okay. I don't mind if I do. Basically, it's a little video that was released this week called "The Tier List of Characters in 2019." <laughs> So as a little featurette, we're going to spend some time looking at a video that was released on our YouTube channel on Thursday, where I went through every character that had been, or most characters that had been on EastEnders in 2019 and ranked them on a tier list system. And I'm going to, basically because Ben didn't participate, Ben's going to give some of his opinions on some characters that he thinks should be where. And also I'm going to justify some of my decisions to Ben as well, because since the release of that video, there's Mm. been... Quite a few heated debates uh, within our home of perhaps I've made a few wrong decisions. And I'm going to justify them all right here for you guys listening. A few. Oh, right. A few wrong decisions. A few. A few. Not one or two. A few. Okay, go on then. Bring them on. I mean, so basically what tier list is your ranking characters from like best to worst, basically, for anyone who's not seen the video. I mean, watch the video. video. YouTube, yeah. Yeah, Watch it. Go go to YouTube. Look for EastEnders Weekly Podcast and it should be... And tell Alex what you did wrong yeah yeah well i want it I'm, i I asked for it on the video i want people to comment and let me know and people have <laughs> and i respect your views but um mm, i mean one thing that stands out 
next to Stuart, we have Stuart and Callum's dad under lovely, lovely, lovely. Mm. How's he lovely? And how is he in the same category as Kathy? Right, so Kathy went down a tier, as I said at the beginning, because I didn't <laughs> I didn't respond well to her decide to her decision of giving drugs to Rainey. So she lost points. Sake. I'm sorry, but you lost you lose your crown. If the Queen started handing out drugs to Prince Philip, I would understand entirely. Just stop doing it. You lose your crown. Well, no, Queen Kathy should be at the top. Well, no, not on this occasion, I don't think. And also she's had So Mel a... is better than Kathy in your tier list. Yes, because Mel's had an amazing year. Mel had an outstanding she year. She blackmailed two to... people. She should go down the Yeah, page. but she was doing it being spicy. Kathy was doing it out of spite. <laughs> okay, well why is Callum's dad in uh, lovely then? Because I want him back and I think if he did come back, his story would be really interesting with the highway crew the family especially with the Callum and Ben story because their relationship is so fragile to begin with to throw the dad into the mix would be interesting and you saw that when he had his couple of weeks on the show and so he deserved a higher rank for that Mm. maybe just the wording of lovely 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 sounds like pleasantness and he's not pleasant so maybe that's a bit well lovely 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 as in you know lovely can't wait to see more of him (laughs) Pete Bill yeah exactly um also I've just noticed where is it one Martin Fowler's in Mayor. Yeah, so a few people have mentioned that. And he's in the same category, Mayor, Mitch. Surely Mitch should be getting the bin. I, I must admit, Mitch is one I'm kind of thinking could have been maybe lower. I wouldn't say bin, but I think just about bearable, perhaps. So he's one amendment, perhaps, I do concede. Martin Fowler hasn't, for me, been interesting enough to go any higher. And I don't, as much as I'm enjoying the Dark Martin storyline... At the same time, it doesn't suit him. And so it kind of counteracts one another. So it's, it's a rubbish reason, I admit. But that's why he's mm. in there. There's too many mares on your list. Well, again, they need I... to be more bearable and get in the bins. Well, I joke about that on the video. I openly say that there's a lot of mare. But that's because it's it's like they're all building up to something. So for me, mare is like the starting grid. That's where all the characters are beginning. And if they can, if they get have a good year, then loads of them will leap up into lovely, lovely, lovely. And that's that's why I've done that. That's because they're they're primed, they're ready, they're they're gonna grow all the way up to the top. Um, and some may go to lovely, lovely, lovely. Some may but, go to the best. I'm surprised as well. You haven't put Jean in the top. She's in the seconds. Why is she not in the top? Because she's not been quite that good. Oh, but Dot has. Yeah. Dot's hardly been in it. Dot's iconic one. So's Kathy. Yeah, but Kathy gave drugs to people. Dot killed Dr. Leg. Dot also killed her own son for the same <laughs> things. With the drugs. Um but no, she yeah, but that's that's why for me, that's why really that story of Dr. Leg was for me, I think, one of the highlights of the year. Perhaps even That was John York. Mm. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I can see I can see that from Where would you put um Kate Oates in the list? Well, if Kate Oates was a character or Kate, Kate Oates, Oates as an executive producer. Yeah. So, well, as, as being executive producer of the show. Yep. <laughs> I'd love her to come on as a character, as herself. Kate Oates <laughs> breaks the fourth wall. Um, Kate Oates, I would... Am I putting John Sen and Kate Oates in the same place? Yeah. I think they're the same, aren't they? One they're the, the same, same person. Yeah. They are. <laughs> yeah, they are. Don't see them in the same room at the same time. At the moment, for 2019, I would put Kate Oates as lovely, 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 mm-hmm. but on the cusp at the bottom of on Mare. So Ooh. she's 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 like a B minus. So she she there's more she can do, and and I'm excited to see it. But I'm sure we'll discuss this a lot more when we do our review of the year. So come on then, show us your colours. What what would you then put people? Tell tell me some of your characters and where you'd rank them. Kathy <laughs> at the top. Yeah, but why why would you put Kathy at the top? Because she's not really done a lot. She other has than this the... year. She's finally been able to be like head of her house and brood, and that's where she's needed to be for years. 
She stood up to people, had her ground. She's not taking that you're dead excuse anymore. It has She's been... opened a new business. Mm. She bought the Dagma, the place where she had that bad background with Wilmot Brown. She overcome that. Yeah, but she can't ride on the whole Pride episode. I'm sorry, but that's... <laughs> as much as I loved that episode, for me, that isn't enough for her. For her, her character trait has changed a little bit. Do you not think this year? No. I'd also put Keanu down with the mayor. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. And really? I'd also put Lisa and Martin up the lovely. I'd put Patrick in Just About Bearable along with Lola and Tina and Mick. And oh, that's Mitch. interesting you're saying Tina needs to go down because a few people have got in touch and said that Tina should actually be higher. No, she doesn't have storylines in like years. Well, I agree with you, but um, I wouldn't say she was that bad. I don't even say she was bearable. She's been fun to watch. <laughs> I put Billy in the bin, David, Daniel Cook. I don't know why he's there, but he should be in the bin. Well, no, Daniel Cook <laughs> needs... Oh, imagine how exciting that story is going to be once it comes out next nah. year. Um, Sonia needs to go up into You're the Best. Re- oh, no. She saved Ben's life. I do in the video over explain the fact that i do love her a lot and she very close came to the best but i don't think she's again they've kind of given her a story and then taken it away and given her a story and taken it away so she's not done anything all the way through the year there's not been enough mm. just i'd yet. also move stuart down to met or about what? bearable because he's been ruined this year by trying to be too nice and i can just see i'm bored of his character which i don't want yeah but this is it this is that the reason so i put him boring. the reason i put him high is because of the redemption so it's was, it was amazing how he had this redemption story no, Ian going down as well to just about bearable. Ian Bill? Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't forget to message your opinion after you've heard this. What do you think of Ben saying that Ian Bill should be just about oh, he bearable? He's horrible. He's been horrible to Bobby all year. He's ignored everything but that. He just thought about himself all the time. So, yeah, just about bearable. Who else can I see? Who, who else can you cull? <laughs> um, honey, maybe move down to just about bearable. No, I mean, I've got good thi- I'm hoping for good things from Honey, i.e., not with Billy next year so that's that's why i've given her as, as i said think of mayor as the starting grid so she's having a fighting chance being there for me i'd also put maybe miriam and ashad down to just about bearable because they were really silly this year as well mm, i only put them in there really because i felt a bit sorry for them no it'd be hard <laughs> but um yeah too too many mares they need to be split up a bit i feel you reckon i was sitting on the fence a bit too much mm-hmm, i do there's always 2020s list <laughs> we can always go back to the drawing board but at least you put your money where your mouth is and you've explained exactly what you think I've done wrong. And I'll then... draw up a diagram later. You can always do your own. Anyone can do their own. If you go to tiermaker.com and search EastEnders 2019, you'll be able to make your own tier list and then send it to us on our Twitter at EastEndersWeek or email EastEndersWeekly at gmail.com. We'll post any uh, ones that we receive as well on our social medias. Have a look at the video and get the full insight of my <laughs> mind of what exactly I felt the character tier list should be for 2019. Go to our YouTube channel, search EastEnders Weekly Podcast, and then search within that, you'll find EastEnders character tier list 2019. Mm, comments how wrong it is. You can. And watch till the very end as well, because there's a really fun picture of Dotcon. Well, she is the best. According to my tier list, she is. Yeah, certainly. This is just one big Watch the video promo. Make sure you subscribe as well. Oh yeah, and ring the bell. And ring to say that you want all the videos and not just the optional for you. And that was our little, little tip our toe in the water of our character tier list of 2019. Right, so let's get into the bill house because we're building up the bills. Because they had a family meal in that special house. The main house of EastEnders from 1985. <laughs> to present <laughs> and um finally we have like a meal in there which i love 
that house and having p- characters in that house. Mm. So it was nice. And it was a nice mix of characters. Martin was finally invited because he's normally left out of these sort of things. Mm. It's quite a contrast, I just want to point out, from uh, uh, last year, this time last year, with the Bill house, when the only person living there was Ian. Oh, yeah, with spuds. Yep. Yeah, but but that's what I mean. It was so empty. Mm. And I remember, as you just said at the beginning of this section, building up the bills. And we kept saying it, build up the bills, build up the bills. Yeah, we're getting there. We, we, I think we're there. And Kathy sits head of the table, which I love. Like she should. And then Ian at the other end of the table. Yeah. Very Games of Thrones. <laughs> and um, Martin's in, in Lou's chair looking all mumpy. Or Pauline's chair. Yeah. So that's fun. Like, it was like That was the position where they used to sit. So I kind of guess that was deliberate. He was a grey wig away from being his mum. Mm. Bit arthur But he had the information fed to him from Lola that Callum is going to be a cop. Yeah. And obviously he thought, oh, wait a minute, I can um, use this to um, get Ben off my back. Well, there's a sweet irony to it, isn't there? Where um, I, d- I don't think Martin thought he was going to get him off his back. This was no, all but Kathy's he kind of just wanted to like, it? use it against him, didn't he? Or... Yeah, no, I just think mild he, threat. I think he found it funny. I think he found it as a it's a it was a joke that he, that Ben was being this bullying figure to him, and that now he had to consider what he was doing. <laughs> um, and Kathy overheard the whole conversation they were having yes. in the kitchen as well. So yeah, Kathy threatened Martin. Yeah, so Kathy's back in the loop now, and so with the help of Kathy and Callum, Ben is now trying to get on the straight and narrow. Mm. Which I find, I mean, first before I go on that, I want to talk about the scene with. Kathy and Ben because we don't get enough Ben and Kathy scenes and we had two really good ones this week mm. but it was nice that one and I said a few months ago you know when people keep saying to Kathy every time Kathy stands up for someone they go you fake your death shut it. like they shoot her down yeah and I was like stop saying that it's been like five years go for it <laughs> but it, it, used, it really annoyed me that every time Kathy stood up and said something to someone that's what they would say to her because Rainey kept doing it last mm. year and like Ben said it and she said oh get over it and I was like oh thank god hopefully yeah. that's like the last like reference to it now because we've had it from all the characters mm. we don't want anyone else referencing it so i'm hoping that's the last we hear of oh you were dead to kathy well you faked your death yeah you know what i mean but yeah, yeah this is my head and so i'm glad she called him out on that and said no yeah, get over that there's it's... many other things that people could criticize kathy for <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. for being Plenty. too beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah for looking too young mm. for selling pink and blue mugs and then getting people to rebuy them again every time they come to the cafe <laughs> that's you not know. her fault that's their fault well that's it they, they keep forgetting to bring their mugs out with them <laughs> that's true but um, it was nice and she you know she stood up to ben because she is her mum and he was being disrespectful and she thought yeah. no you need to respect me i'm absolutely i'm head of the house bill smack around the chops yeah quick adjustment another person to hit ben <laughs> ticking them off <laughs> There must one be a list, a, hit, a literal hit list of people who have hit Ben. Mm. But obviously that's where he sort of went on this mi- this pilgrimage, shall we say, Miriam and Ashad, <laughs> of um, going straight and seeing if he can live mm. the life of being straight. Which brings me on to my other issue <laughs> that I was just on about just now. But like, was Ben having trouble being, you know, being straight as in be being clean. on the good side of the law mm. before he left last year? He seemed pretty fine when he was with Paul. Paul seemed to settle him all straight and he wasn't all gangstery and into this stuff then. No. So I find it really funny how they're doing this big thing like Ben can't possibly be straight and be on this side of the law when he was pretty much there anyway beforehand. They turned Ben to 11 when he came back this time, this recent incarnation mm. of him, Literally admittedly. Plot device, I'm assuming. Absolutely, and but I do, th- I agree. I think that to have him constantly saying to all the characters, he said Jay said to Kathy, said, yeah, to, said to Callum, yeah, he said, yeah, this is the, this is the only way of life I know. This is all I know, and it's, <laughs> like, like, it's well, literally not. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, we don't know what he got 
up to whilst he was away from the square between his past Ben and current. He wasn't ben. gone that long. But like he was eight gone months. long enough that he made enough money and he got together with Lola and Lexi and was able to manipulate them to come down. A story that's just been long forgotten <laughs> yeah. about him trying to, Taking, you know, building Phil up and then knocking him back yeah, down. Yeah, which has not happened again. <laughs> but there we go. And so to say that it was his way of life. Does seem a bit like uh, mm. not really. It feels like they write Ben as two separate characters. We've mm. said that before again, I know, but this week really showed that to me. Like he's written as two different characters, even up to the point of the end of Friday's episode where he pops out and saw Martin drunk and he was like all concerned and yeah. helping him up. It's like what? Like last week you were hanging off a bridge threatening to kill Arthur. And then this week, you see Arthur having a little piggyback and your heart breaks and suddenly everything's forgiven. Because mm, he was threatening Martin's kids I at know, one point as well. I know, off on the bridge. Mm. It's, like, it's like two characters are being written at the same time. And it's, it's, the more it happens, the more and more it's difficult to forget what happened last week. Yeah, and every time they show him kiss Callum, I just go, oh, for God's sake. Because I know that if they're showing Ben be nice to Lexi or kiss Callum, he's then in two episodes time going to do something like throw someone off a bridge or yeah. human traffic someone. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm seeing through this and it's just ridiculous. Mm, it's becoming a little predictable. Mm. It's interesting how every producer that brings Ben back, it's like they recast them because they have their own idea of mm, what Ben should be. They sort of reset be. him again. That's right. They've, the reset button does every time. So it, it's the, the recast is basically their image of what they want Ben to become. And this time, the image of Ben is this gangster who wants to go straight but can't. And... It's I don't know. It it, mm. it feels like we're f- jumping into the, like the late nineties when the, there's a lot of gangstery stories and a lot of like crimey stories mm. too. Yeah, big issue. I mean, this week I've really seen it like with Jack stuff, with the Leo stuff. Mm. We've seen like inside the police station and like the staff room and things. And I know it's not that big yet, but it's like the beginning building blocks of it becoming like a crime drama yeah. almost to me. And there's like court cases and solicitors and cops and then there'll be Callum training as a cop and then I'm sure him and Jack will get involved in something in the police station and I, that's what I can imagine happening. And it's like, oh no. Mm. I want to stay in the family homes of the people of Wolford, not in the courtrooms or the lawyer office or stuff like that. Mm. It's not my EastEnders. No, I mean, they go through phases, though, don't they, in EastEnders, where they kind of go to mm. the crime part. I can London see it happening, East End crime, yeah. Like, the way it's being filmed, and like I mentioned, like, the darker sets and things, the camera angles, it's all very crime drama. But it's ever since they introduced the Painter Brothers as well, has made me think that way, too. Oh, yeah, and them, yeah. Yeah, because they they obviously have links to crime. So, again, more crime stories mm. coming up, and... It doesn't do it for me. No, I agree with you completely. But then... The, Jack's not the only policeman in town because we might get a new one soon. Oh, and after a little chat with Jack, <laughs> Callum seems right for the job, right for the plucking. Yeah, ridiculous though, because he was like, he mentioned um, Jack was like, oh, it's quite difficult now, Callum. You have to do things by the book office. You get reports. Yeah, on I know you. that's it's such like, a ridiculous um, thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> Jack, you've been on the force for less than a month, and you've done it about five times already. Yeah. And um, he goes, oh, well, I was in the army. That wasn't easy. Mm. He was like, that will give you good stead. And it's like, um. Callum was taken out of the army, one for PTSD and two mm. for an injury. So how's that going to give him yeah. good stead to be a policeman? That PTSD, he never got any treatment for that. Mm. Um, and so that's a knowing illness that could potentially 
threaten his career in the police force mm. immediately, especially if he doesn't open up to it at the beginning of the mm. interview. Because if you're out on a job and something happened, mm. you could just freeze. Yeah, exactly. So... And so you're not a, a reliable source for the police force because you could mm. make someone else get hurt or killed, your partner, because you're not able to protect them up to your high standard. Not It's not his fault, obviously, to have No, but the storyline is silly. Yeah, yeah. Like how he's just plucked this, like, he suddenly wants to be a policeman. Mm. Press the restart button. <laughs> But um, there's something interesting that you said to me, which was um, that everyone seems to have forgotten that the reason that Callum or Halfway is in this soap in the first place was because he was involved in a heist. Oh, yeah. Where he shot, he shot Mick. Mick. Yeah. So... And stole that jewellery and paid off the Vic. So like Callum's yeah. walking around like, I'm holier than thou. Mm-hmm. Ben, you've got to be straight. It's like, uh, Callum, nope. you were a Ben. You, you were a Ben at yeah. one point with your little woolly hat. <laughs> Who we miss dearly and we hope to hear from again mm. soon. But it's another one of those things where EastEnders are like, you're not meant to remember that, so you won't. Mm. But then at the same time, they'll bring up Martin taking Ben up on a bridge 20 years ago, <laughs> which we do have to remember. So, you know, are we meant to remember the history or not? I just think that at some point EastEnders are going to start flashing subliminal cards that just says, forget that. <laughs> Don't remember this. <laughs> mm. I mean, do you want to talk about Martin? I mean, I know I'm moaning a lot this week. I loved last week and then the weeks before that I was moaning, now I'm moaning again. But mm. the Martin storyline and Stacey storyline on this as well mm. is it's like so unnecessarily confusing and like contrived it's so convoluted it doesn't need to be and they keep the more they do this storyline the more plot holes pop up behind them Mm. why didn't they just do it a little bit simpler quickly flash that forget this card it's so (laughs) silly it's like stacy can come home now because ben has that weird thing where he forgives everyone and he get, sells his business to Tubbs and Tubbs takes over the loan shark or whatever. Yeah, which so then, I, I think is going to be trouble for Karen in, in the future. Mm, he says, oh, Martin, you're off the hook. Stacey can come home now. So he's like, OK. Yeah, I'll phone her now. <laughs> <laughs> so he phones her, but she's not answering her phone and leaves her a message. Yes. But he doesn't say in his message, everything I said was a lie. Please get back to me really quick. He says, oh, I've got something I need to talk to you about. Yeah, leaving, mm. it, leaving it up for interpretation. Mm. And then we've got the plot holes of the him sleeping with Sonia. <laughs> now, has are we to assume that Jean's not told Cat? Like, does Cat know? No, because or does Martin Big no, know? no. Martin asked Jean not to tell yeah, anyone but did about she, it. Though well, presume, that's what we're presuming. Presumed to be so. Yeah. Like, in what world could you imagine the a, the a house Slater. house of the Slaters yeah. knowing that around the corner Sonia slept with Martin? None of them have barged over and confronted her. Mm. Or, or even Kush, kind of like having a word in his best friend's mm. ear. Or he... Stacey, yeah. like charging over, yeah. getting her own That's stuff. That's a strange thing, isn't it? Is that Stacey's just kind of rolled on her back and had just said, okay, you've slept with someone else, then fine. But he's got this new man, apparently. Do... At the school gate. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> like she's on the run away from the law because she tempted to kill Phil. Can't possibly come home to see her mum who's having cancer yeah. treatment. Just went over to another borough of London. <laughs> but she can do a school run. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And pop over to the school. I can t- talk to single men, <coughs> date them, have them come over to my house and pick up my stuff for me. Standard work, living a life. Oh, right? It's just so stupid. So what was his name? Tyrone, was it? No, it's Jerome. Jerome, sorry. So here we have Jerome, who was a friend, but allegedly is, I'm guessing, her new partner. Again, She's a very sexy on. character casting. <laughs> I mean, they really have just been like any man. Take, do you reckon in the audition process, they like, take your shirt off? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you want to see underneath? It's very Hollyoaks. It is, don't you think, though, that they've been casting a lot of very good-looking people? Mm. Like, Although most of them are villains as well, which is weird. Jerome's not a villain. Well, we don't know. Well, yeah, they're, yeah, that's might true. Be. That's true. You might be friends with Tubbs. <laughs> you might be starting that uh, loan ring. I mean, he was a man in a suit 
So normally on EastEnders, that equals bad news. Villainry. Um, but so yeah, he's there picking up. And it seems like Jean's spoken to him before and knows of him, but it's not really mentioned him well, before. Well, Stacey was meant to be collecting uh, all of her items from the house with Jerome. All but... her coats, red coats. Yeah, and bags. <laughs> and her white Christmas things she always wears every Christmas. Or with the Santa costume, mm. when she has to do the dance routine. <laughs> it just seems to be a Slater tradition now. Yeah, but um, so I just thought, really, Stacey's moved on while she's on the run and she's not seen her kids. That's the first thing she decides to do. So how long ago did Martin tell her that he'd slept with Sonia? It was two weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago? Two weeks ago, yeah. Four, maybe. That's a, he- that's a real roller coaster of a... Uh, <laughs> relationship there where she's trusted this random guy to go meet her mum <laughs> introduce himself as her boyfriend mm. and uh, but cat and big mo weren't there either like oh yeah it's really well, odd well no no cat no. wasn't cat and big mo working still because yeah, jean made an on. excuse that she had to leave early because she found mel mel's old cl- that was a bit of a throwaway thing they did this week she found some old Mel's clothes. Oh yeah, no one to touch them. Well, yeah, but she didn't want to touch them. But also, Mel like just had this random collection of wardrobe in in, <laughs> in the twenties, so she could like change on a whim. Hmm. Very strange. And the other of obviously Martin's also had a character revamp mm. where he's now like I guess when he punched that those people with tubs it unlocked his dark side is what we're going with. Okay. Now he's a bit loose. Well he got really angry, didn't he, when he found out that Arthur was being bullied by another kid. Oh, yeah, and he's like hit him back cool. twice as hard. Yeah, I well, you know. And then Kush was a bit like, Oh, hang on, Martin. <laughs> and I was like, I I know what it's like to be walked over and I don't want my child to be that way. I mean Kush knew about um Stacey's new boyfriend too. Oh yeah, and kept it quiet from Martin. So I got to say, Kush. I think Kush was can see that that Martin is slowly unraveling in front of him, but no mm. one, but no one knows why, and it, that's that's what's so frustrating is because all Martin has to say was like, "I was being black." He doesn't even have to say it was Ben. Well, he did tell Jean. Jean was just like, "No." Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? She <laughs> so said, "You're more the... lies." So stupid. But Kush, Kush was there to listen. So surely Kush knows what's going on because he knew that Ben was blackmailing him. So surely Kush can put two and two oh, together. Yeah, say... Maybe talk to Kat and then Kat and can actually be involved well, in because this. Because Kat doesn't know anything about it. But Kush could have spoken to Jean because Kush offered to take Jean to well, the Kat's hospital. Kush's girlfriend. Like He could have spoken to Kat. Yeah, but Kush and Jean are friends. Oh well, yeah. They're no, not distant ridiculous. from one another. They can still have a chat every now and then. It's the most ridiculous storyline with so many plot holes. And then we had the music montage of him drinking shot after shot with yeah, that yeah. weird music behind. Which was, <laughs> I was actually laughing at the screen when it was happening. It was so... Oh, it's just awful. Yeah, awful. And, but then Ben came out and saw Martin like it and then became all holier than thou, didn't he? He was like, is everything all right, Martin? Yeah, and he punched him. No, don't punch me. Yeah, oh, I don't know why you're angry at me, Martin. I've not done anything wrong. I know. It's like, well, Ben takes some responsibility here because you did turn this man's life into hell mm. for almost a month. That's what I mean, how they use ben as two characters mm. like we're like the way that was done and written and everything we were meant to be on ben's side of that yeah and it's like actually no we can't just forget <laughs> everything ben just did last week just because he said he'll take lexi to brighton mm. Le- like... lexi's blackmail to, 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 mm. to, to again convince ben to become a good person <laughs> and i found it odd how ben was like oh yeah in brighton it won't i won't just be seeing the family like meaning that he was going to hook up with loads of men Mm. Like, I thought you were meant to be like in love with Callum and going straight for Callum. Yeah, but he likes his little jokes, doesn't he? He likes yeah, to like make sexual it's jokes. It's all very he, bizarre. He made a sexual joke with his mum, didn't he? To this uh, yeah, he's very good in bed. Yeah, he's like, this must be because I'm unbelievable in bed. And <laughs> Kathy kind of, yeah, Kathy was like, oh my son. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but there was a, that was a nice moment with him and Kathy when he said he's going to change and he's gonna yes, that was one better. of the better moments of the week because it was actually like mm. character driven and it was good. And yeah. she had a foot spa. 
But she was saying to him, like, oh, why does Callum, why do you think Callum likes you? And she was actually getting him to think about, like, maybe the more positive things about himself mm. rather than him having to just be a Mitchell, I guess. But it's funny how everyone's, like, kind of mothering Ben and looking after him and saying, no, they're there, everything's going to be all right. And they can see Martin is, mm. is literally dying out there, like, finding life inconsumable to him. And he's mm. having to drink. And growing his hair drink. out. Growing his hair, yep, yep, yep. It's not helping his hairline, <laughs> but it's, he's doing it anyway. And, mm. and yet no one seems to want to help him. And it just seems really unfair, doesn't mm. it? Kathy needs to step in. She's hurt his aunt, isn't she? Well, yeah, and also Kathy knows that Ben's been doing mm. all this to Martin. She should take him to the allotment, yep. sit him down, have a little chat about Arthur mm-hmm. and Pauline and get it all out and yeah. speak to old Kath. A good a good old chat. and everything's She's got the training. Right. Yeah, She has. Samaritans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's done it twice. Do you think she used her Samaritan training on Ben then with her foot spa? She thought, I know what I need what, to say to him. What do you, were they teaching Samaritans that if someone is being naughty, you slap <laughs> around the face? <laughs> no, I don't think. Well, maybe, maybe. But she needs her own line of foot spas. I'd buy one. Mm, pink and blue. Pink plastic. <laughs> It'll be perfect. So let's move on and talk about Sam Mitchell and Ricky, how they've just gone married. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Tiff and Keegan. Oh, Completely course. different storyline with no similarities at all. <laughs> they're not moving into the same flat? No, of course they're not. <laughs> they're not um, wanting to be taken seriously as a married couple because they're young. Mm-mm. And they're not both trying to find work in order to sustain this married life <laughs> that they've now created. And they definitely didn't run off to Gretna Green to get married behind their parents' uh, back. Uh, uh, none of this happened. <laughs> There's no parallels at all. Nothing to see here. No. So yeah, Tiff wants to be taken seriously because they're a married couple, but she doesn't think people will be taking them seriously. So <laughs> they, they host a dinner. A dinner party. In the drug squat slash Ted's flat. <laughs> yes. Will she invite Evie to dinner, I wonder? Evie's got other priorities. She's got a new name and everything, hasn't she? Oh, she's she done witness protection? Yeah, that's how she left on the oh, okay. cab. Oh, that's right. She did evidence against mm. um, lots of people. <laughs> Obviously, Keegan is struggling. He, not much word on his um, sandwich business, but he's struggling for money. Yeah, it's a strange one, that, because I didn't think they were quitting the sandwich business because they, he and Ikra decided that they were going to carry on and they defied Ian, didn't they? Because yeah. they brought in Leo to sue him. Mm. And so Ian kind of desist. Cease and desist. Thank you. Did yes. himself. Thank you for that. But yeah, so he's like struggling, trying to sell his trainers. He talks to Karen. Tries to be a big man, doesn't want to take money, Yeah, but a, does. A kimono dragon or a reptile oh, of yeah. some sort that he's fought for having. And like, there was no evidence <laughs> of that whatsoever ever happening. Yeah, apparently, though, he was meant the dragon, not Keegan. He was mentioned when they moved in in 2017. Not been seen since. But now, it made me laugh, like on Keegan's wall, he's got posters of him on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> just to let us of really know, yeah, yeah. Just to let us really know that he does care for this commodity. Well, this is one true love. Tiff, <laughs> Tiff comes second, but Chatham and Riley, shout out to Chatham and Riley. Now are going to have him. Well, they were, but then Keegan decided to keep him, didn't he? In the end. Oh, that's a bit disappointing for Chatham and Riley yeah. being locked up well, in the attic. I don't know if he's got a name. What the dragon? Yeah. Anyone think of a name for the lizard? Fluffy. Yeah. Let us know. Get in touch. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all the usuals. I wonder if um, Zach Morris, like, because he had him on, like, his leg at the end of the week. And he had to pick him up and um, put him back in. I wonder how he, the actor felt. Like, does he like these um, reptiles or not? Do you reckon he had a fear Stunt double. <laughs> Zach Morris's leg. <laughs> well, Mel had a stunt double for her fish tank um, situation. Oh, yes, no, that's true. She did. She, you never know. She really did. <laughs> yeah, I want to know the name of the um, reptile. Okay. So send them in. People know, yeah, send us suggestions. Or or fan art. I'd love to see some fan <laughs> of art. Of him on Keegan's leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send them to us now. 
But um, the storyline this week, really, apart from the like marriage and being taken seriously, there was quite a good storyline of the police stopping searching Keegan because mm. they had a report of a drug deal and someone who just looked who was like a description of keegan's character so they decided to stop him obviously it wasn't just a random stop and search it was very no. targeted it was a racial profiling wasn't it mm. and it was, it was really interesting that they did that and they found like money on him but they didn't find any drugs obviously but like there was like the illusion that because he had money on him oh that's your drug yeah, money he must be a drug dealer that, that really made me angry actually because mm. it's like we're meant to have moved on from that and clearly we haven't it, yeah it was a social commentary and that we haven't moved on to you know as i say a social profiling like that and, mm. and it was really well written actually for that scene when the police officer said we've had a report of someone who looks like you mm. and first reaction from keegan was of course you have mm. and it yeah so Oh, it really actually made me proper. My blood mm. boiled that that was that was happening, especially in London. It's just mm. yeah, it was really good as well how they got Mitch like to tell a story about how it happened to him as well. Yeah, so it really goes to show like you know I'm guessing like that would have been around the 70s when Mitch was Mitch about said that age. he in the 70s he yeah. was stopped three times once on the third time he lost his rag quite rightly so mm. and he was arrested for it. So um, like you know from the 70s right up to 2020 nearly it's <laughs> the same situation happening. Mm-hmm. So it was really nice that they actually did that as a storyline as an issue it was also quite exhausting for keegan as well because he said that like nothing seems to be going his way at the moment so he's desperately trying to find money and this kind of was the icing on his exhausted bad day yeah Yeah, a real bad day he had and he took it out on tiff and tiff said like oh i haven't seen him like this since you know he was involved in being gang warfare and the drugs Mm. and so him talking about that reminded me how like there was i'm assuming they've just stopped the storyline or whatever but there was hints that he was having pstd as well do you remember after the stabbing mm. and he was meant to be going to therapy and stuff, he but was they kind and he of did he did go to therapy talking about that yeah so i'm guessing that's well i'm presuming he had his his allotted exactly exactly he's had his allotted sessions and it kind of you know got him fixed and uh now he's but, th- but then th- to be fair to the writers that's good because it's showing that he wasn't fixed and he's still mm. it's sh- something like that should be ongoing care and not care that sort of basically should be People shouldn't presume that it's fixed within, as you say, your NHS allotted 10 sessions. Mm. It's ongoing care, something like that. It's, you see the death of your best friend, especially if you witnessed it happening um, and you were involved in so heavily with. And to just think that, oh, you know, after speaking to someone for 10 sessions, he'll be fine. It, you know, he's moved on. He's had on. It's such a British upper lip way, isn't mm. it? It's like, oh, you've done fine. You know, man up. You've worked it out now. <laughs> sort it out. And it's like, no, that's not how it works. It's it's an ongoing process. And so it's, you know, this, to be fair, was really nice that they had Keegan feeling a bit depressed, a bit down, and he mm. just needed to be lifted up. And also having Mitch there and sort of Mitch kind of admitting how he's not been a good father, yeah. rather than making a joke of it all the time. And he said, you know, I've always have, I always have been proud of you. So it was quite nice, like, moment for Mitch as a character. Mitch is getting better, actually, don't you think? Yeah, slowly. He's, he's improving. Getting there. Yeah. Still not great. After his conception of... Stealing from Ted. Poor Ted. Yes. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's, he's improving. But, um, yeah. I mean, the stuff with Tiff and him, they kind of had like an argument and she threw the food away. But then he kind of opened up to her and said, you know, I've not got much money. Yeah. You've got no money. <laughs> Let's stop being yeah. silly here and let's just live within our means a bit better but i hope he does get back this sandwich business because he can easily mm. do it now he's got his own flat to do it in so 
Get yeah, it up to standard. Hygiene rating. Yeah, get some Dettol. Give it a good clean. <laughs> I mean, the business is questionable, really, but if it works in EastEnders world, we'll have to go with it. We won't mind. We should also quickly talk about KK, the new worker at E20. Oh, God, yeah, I forgot about that, KK. Karen's alter ego. I don't know how she got that job, like, from what Billy said to her. It didn't sound anything like he was offering her a job. He didn't. She no, just presumed. But she and... just took it and... But the fact that he then gave her one, that's mm. so nice And is it his it. job too? Or well, what's Ruby, Ruby walked doing? in and Billy did say, oh, I'm really sorry, but she kind of gave herself a job. And Ruby was like, no, that's fine. I love a single mum, strong and independent woman, just working for herself, yeah. trying to sort it out. Did she say to Mel she wanted to like change it and turn it into like a really young, modern, hip club? Yeah. She's got Billy and Karen behind <laughs> the bar. Like, really? Get Max in and you got a trio, <laughs> haven't you? Oh, my God. She really will run that club into the ground and Sharon will buy it back for pennies. Good. I look forward to it. <laughs> but um, yeah, Karen working there, really. Again, I can just, I can easily pick out five characters who would fit in better behind there, who would need it more. Do it. Or Habiba. Yep. She hasn't got a job. Kat, she's a cleaner in E20. Mm. And Karen's behind the bar. And what even most offered her services, said she could yeah, wear Yeah, not Kat. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, I'm a bit weird about Jessie Wallace, actually. Like, there's, they seem to have just forgotten her as a character. Mm. So I do worry about her. But there's just so many people who you could, like, she's obviously going to, maybe she'll get Stacey behind there eventually, Ruby will. But, like, like there's Lola. Will she work behind the bar? Oh, yeah, because so Lola needs more, like, job. younger not... characters. Is Lola, what? no, well, Lola's working. She's working oh, well, the back at the hairdressers, is she... isn't she? That's questionable. Well, she is, because she's doing, <laughs> she's done hairdressing for, what, five five years 10 years yeah and she's still doing her apprenticeship <laughs> she's a slow learner is our lulu yeah. i mean even callum behind there would be make more sense than him joining the police yeah but callum wants a career doesn't he yeah does he mm. i want to know who's gonna are, are they forgetting that the funeral parlor exists i was thinking this today because jay's decided he oh, doesn't no, want to work moving. there anymore so he's making room working. for pam to come back full time to work there isn't it? it'd be nice if pam came back with a family member who then takes over looking after the mm. funeral business that'd be cool then they can build up some family that way. I mean, you could all even talk about better characters to be on the bar. Dottie could work behind there. She's doing uni shifts. Oh, Bex. yeah. Bex and Dottie, so you're right people. there. Mm. But no, Karen and Billy is our, <laughs> is our choice. Because I'm assuming they're going to create a um, love storyline between those two, I'm assuming. I was thinking that as and well. And Honey Karen will be and single. And then the second she's single, it's she'll walk in and they'll be kissing. And she'll be like, oh, it's too late. Oh, no. And she'll walk away. Uh, I would pretend I look forward to that, but I'm not. So I won't. No, let's move on to our game then, Ooh. and then we'll um, finish ourselves off. <laughs> so we've got another exam for you, with <sighs> Libby Fox's degree of excellence. I've had enough of exams. Too t- I don't want to do any more exams. Don't make me do more. It's fine, the multiple choice. Oh, okay. That's always good. That's There's always a chance. One in four. That's right. So um, I'm going to ask you relevant questions about things that happened on this week's EastEnders. Mm. multiple choice and you have to give me the correct answer and there's one question for each episode of the week so you ready mm-hmm. right question one what is the photo of that lisa is holding while she's crying after phil threatens her so what's that photo she's looking at <laughs> okay is it a cast photo of mel is it b a photo of mel and lisa is it c a photo of mel and hunter or d a photo of mel louise lisa and hunter in portugal um hmm. oh, it could be any of them can it i don't know yes uh, it could <laughs> i doubt it's the male and hunter one because i don't think she'd be too upset about hunter i think she always didn't really care for hunter so i'm going to say a picture of her and Mel. so b a photo of Mel and lisa yes, together yes 
Probably at Mark's wedding. That's when they had photos together last. Um, that is incorrect. Oh. Is it just Mel? <laughs> no. Is it the one in Portugal? No. Oh, is it one of Mel and Hunter? <laughs> the correct answer is C, a photo of Mel and Hunter. Oh, dear. She was crying over. Question two. How many pairs of sunglasses is Lexi wearing when she gets ready to go to Brighton? Okay. Is she wearing one pair, two pairs, three pairs, or four pairs of sunglasses? I'm presuming she's wearing them all on her head. Um, so let's presume that she's wearing one pair over her eyes and then perhaps another pair on her forehead. I don't think she'll have room for any more sunglasses unless she was holding them. But I wouldn't consider that as wearing a pair of sunglasses. Mm. What about around her neck? She might have those glasses when they hold glasses on a Well, like a, what a granny thing. has. <laughs> a little neck, neck thing for your mm-hmm. glasses. No, I don't think so. I'm going to say two. B2. B2? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yes. She also had a pair of goggles around her neck, but I didn't count them. Good. Well, you shouldn't because they're not glasses. <laughs> and also, are they prescription or are they just for fun? For fun. Okay. That's what Lexi's all about. <laughs> Question three. What is Keegan taking a photo of on his phone when he's trying to sell something? Is it A, his pet iguana, B, a designer watch, C, a pair of trainers, or D, the cufflinks he was going to wear to the wedding? Um, I know the answer to this. He's talking to... Is it an iguana? I thought it was like a dragon. No, oh, I don't know. They're all the same reptiles. Oh, anyone They're listening who likes reptiles will be very upset with that comment. <laughs> They're all the same. Um, but I, he's talking to his pet. Um, Fluffy. Fluffy, but he, who he has plenty of selfies of. But he is selling his trainers so, so it's c c trainers that's correct right trainers the ones he bought when he first made his first sandwich profit oh yes to be like the trainer man yeah right question four and the last one you're currently at 50 percent. so question four how much does 66 percent? okay you got two right yeah out, out of three. Four. Oh, you're at this is the fourth so mm. now you're down yeah, so far i've only had three questions <laughs> How much does Karen wrongly charge for the customer at E20 on her trial for the order of four lagers, one vodka and one slimline rum? Mm. Does she charge A, £28.50, B, £26.70, C, £18.90 or D, £32.30? Okay, just remind me of the order again. Four lagers, one vodka and one slimline rum. (laughs) Slimline rum. Two vodkas and one... So how many lagers, sorry? Four lagers. Four lagers. Two Which, vodkas. One vodka and oh. one slimline rum, but she's accidentally overcharged because she's ordered two rums. That's, I knew that, so mm. that's why I'm trying to work it out. So I'm trying to work out in London prices what that would be. <laughs> what would Ruby charge? Well, what would a lager be? I reckon in London, lager's about six, seven pounds a pint. Mm. That's presuming they're, they're pints. Seven, fourteen, twenty-one, twenty-eight. Oh, okay, that knocks me out. Gosh, okay. Um, I'm going to take the highest amount then. £32.30. D. Yeah, and that's an overcharge as well. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's incorrect. <sighs> the amount that she charged was £28.50. Oh, really? And she charged for two runs by mistake. But £28 is what I... They can't have been pint of lagers then. Maybe they're, maybe they're continental in E20 and they sell <laughs> them by the like half litre or something. Or maybe like E20 is just cheap. That's true. It's, it's 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 already beginning to show some wear that place. They've got rid of their dance floor as well. Have you noticed? I know. Tables and chairs instead. Yeah, all green. Well, there you go. You've got two out of four. Now I've got fifty percent. Yeah, it's not good. That's all right. It's no. a pass. Yeah, barely. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That was a riveting edition of Libby Fox's degree of excellence. So moving on to my worries of the bill coming into the, this week of all the weird 
Please stop. Going on because Detective Jack is walking through like a court case or going to a court case, and there's like a bit of protesting going on, mm. and we're not really sh- a one man protest. Yeah, no, a man, a man had given evidence against a woman yeah. who was wrongly convicted for murder. We think, or we that's know, what Leo that's what he said. No, Leo said that, and then the okay. woman woman had a child, so that's where Leo's link is. And that woman died in prison. And so the man had... Cindy Bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so that man had basically had... Given fake evidence. Had given fake evidence and taken away the child ever getting to know her or his mum mm. because she was in jail for a crime she hadn't committed. So that's why Leo was angry at the guy and was protesting and shouting in his face and saying, you mm. did this and that and the other. And Jack pulled him off and pushed him into a door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, pushed him into a corridor and then yeah. arrested him. Is this woman? Is this going to be a character that we've known? Do you think, or is it going to be no, related I think, to Leo? I don't think going to have. No, I don't think it's got anything to so do Leo's with anything. Just being his like Leo vigilant, was, vigilante. Yeah. is that the word? Leo saw something in himself and his father in this case. With, but with oh, because his mother, dad was taken away from him. Was taken away from him with evidence that was wrongly given. But By Whitney, in, but, but not. But but in the, in his case, it wasn't because mm. Whitney was right to give evidence. Mm. But obviously, he's linked it that way, and so that's why it's a similar. So that's what he's doing, as you say. It's a it's a it's a personal attack on this guy because he's linking his story with what the guy had done, mm. and so he's. But he the way he's protesting to Whitney is it's by. Wrong. No, well, it is wrong because mm. Whitney was right to say it, but also the way he's doing it is that he's trying to woo her. Oh, to yeah, completely. Eventually, yeah. To, to, do what, something. What he's un- yeah, what he's trying to undo is we don't quite know yet, mm. but he's obviously up to something with Whitney. And obviously Jack's getting in the way. Didn't do his research on Whitney's family tree. No. Well. I mean, her family tree is quite complex. Mm. So it would take a while to it, research it. It's not something you'd probably post on Instagram quite openly. No. And plus, she doesn't really hang out with her Uncle Jack that often. No, that's so, true. You know, who she's would? Post- <laughs> I know. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> that madman who's in the middle of the pub just raising glasses at <laughs> the roof. You know? Especially when you have like the 10% chance that Max will also be there. Mm. That really kind of like, no. Can you imagine an evening with Jack and Max? Oh, no. It'd be awful, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh. But, um, I mean, Leo does his little ghost search, which they everyone seems to use, because Jack uses yeah. the same search engine. Yeah, I, I did it with you, didn't I? Because I said, oh, I'm going to find out how much information I'm going to find about you. And I just put Ben, well, you put your name in, and uh, it, it was not very interesting at all. Mm. So they must have some checkered pasts in Wolford. Mm. Well, they do. I mean, he found out something on Jack, um, and kind of threatened Jack, like, with that. But um, I don't know why Jack's worried, because surely that all the police I thought know. everyone, he was fired, exactly. I thought the reason he left the police force was because he was found mm. out for the crime of releasing <laughs> information. I mean, it's a bit questionable how he got his job back so quickly, but... Well, because they were desperate, remember? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jack could only even get... even taking on Callum, they're yeah, that desperate. Exactly. They could only get Jack to come to join the force again because they were that desperate. <laughs> the budget cuts have made them so desperate, so sparse with actual police officers that they just take anything they can get mm. now. And obviously Leo's, like, educated himself so much in the being like trained to be a solicitor he knows how to kind of say the right things or mm. do them enough to not get like in trouble for it i'm assuming mm. but jack you know detective jack also does a search on leo but his surname he's given isn't leo king which we thought his surname was well i think yes we it's like leo it was. cameron or something like that so i don't know if he's giving fake name or if no, he's I not called leo king well I, i'm presuming he's giving he's maybe changed his name by deed poll or something mm. like that just i mean to... he's billed as leo king on like the cast cards and things mm. but whether that's just for the audience to relate associate back to, himself to him yeah um it wasn't the only source though that jack 
Eric got his evidence from. He had a quick word in the ear of Sonia. <laughs> Sonia. What do you think about Leah? Yeah. Well, at least he's not gay. <laughs> right, Sonia. <laughs> she said that was such like venom. Real venom. It's like yeah. Sonia. Are we meant, I don't know, this is another Are thing we we're not meant the... to remember. Yeah, yeah. Are we forgetting? Sonia, bisexual Sonia. Well, first gay, then bisexual. They've been softening her sexuality bit by bit, <laughs> haven't they? <laughs> So, um, yeah, she was really, like, anti-Callum this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Whitney's kind of forgiven him full-heartedly. Ben and Callum kissed each other in front of her, and she just kind of smiled. (laughs) So she's forgiven. Uh. Yeah. (laughs) If only Stacey had walked in. Yeah. Um, but um, (laughs) Stacey's on the phone again. (laughs) Ah. And then hangs up. (laughs) So if she's forgiven him, then why can't Sonia? Sonia's got this real vendetta against Uh, Callum. It's because she's single all the time. Yeah, she's a bitch, isn't she? (laughs) But um, she said, no, nah, he's all right. He's not gay, so as far as we know, Sonia. Mm. That'd be a kick in the tooth, Whitney, <laughs> wouldn't it? God, can you imagine? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, obviously, Leo's kind of thinks he's got the upper hand now and he's kind of Mr. Invincible. But there was a moment when they were having the meal together where Whitney said that suddenly he reminded her of someone from her past. Yes, he touched He touched her on the cheek. And she. it was almost like someone walked on her grave, didn't she? She suddenly went, mm. oh, just remembered something. And uh, Leo, Leo instantly knew what... Mm. she meant he's getting a bit worried but um he she asked him to open up about his family because she told him loads and he said like a few things like his parents are both dead or he's growing up alone or something but he's yeah. managed to be this great man with this career so it's kind of like pulling on her heartstrings a bit well whitney bigged him up as well didn't she she said oh wow just such a brave <laughs> courageous guy i can't believe you've got went through so much mm. and inside you're just thinking oh god he blames you for everything that's happening here uh-huh. whitney so you're you're kind of rubbing almost you're always being sarcastic in his mind he must be thinking you sarcastic bitch how dare you say like how dare you congratulate me for something that you caused happen mm. i mean can we ask the question yet does bianca know about leo being her boyfriend tiff knows there must be photos she online. must know well she knew that he was trying to get her yeah. affection so, so surely she must she has to keep she must have checked in at some point mm. said oh hi Whitney how are things or even like Sonia Miss, Miss Sonia on the phone to yeah. Bianca all the time she would have told although Sonia did hang up on Bianca so maybe when during the wedding oh yeah maybe they're fighting of, uh, yeah Tiff and Keegan so maybe they're not talking to each other at the moment maybe that was a hint that basically now everyone's ignoring Bianca <laughs> Until five years' time when she comes back again. Mm. But, um, yeah, that Bianca hole is um, still... (laughs) That's not very kind. (laughs) still an issue. I mean, some men have called her that, but don't be so cruel. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm assuming she just doesn't know about Leo, and that's just something we don't question anymore on this show. Another week con. Mm. Right, last up on the week is Chantal and Grey, the dark storyline. And she's sort of found her voice this week through, like, a few different things that have happened where obviously last week Denise told her about the fight but then Jack like <laughs> reconfirms exactly what happened <laughs> all the details leaving nothing out yeah. that um there was like teeth missing and a broken nose and Grey started the fight rather than thought, the other way around yeah so I've just thought of a really good name for Jack Jackie Leaks that's what I'm going to start calling that chat. He is, yeah. Jackie Leaks. So obviously that worries Chantel and he's like talking about having a baby again straight away and trying again. Mm. And everything's a bit too soon. And um, obviously she brings up, like she's getting braver and she's being quite open how she's been saying things to Grey. Yeah. I th- all of a sudden. For me, I think she's seen that having this child has been almost a way to manipulate Grey. Mm. And so she's now using the 
potential of having a child as her way of stopping him from abusing her Mm. and i i worry that this cockiness that she's when i use the term cockiness i don't mean it as an insulting way or a kind of like a no she's being she's being a lot more confident affirmative with her words like she's yeah i don't know it's really strange like she shouldn't i know she shouldn't be scared but like in this situation we know that they've been married what seven years at the least Mm. And we're assuming that he's always abused her or pretty much always abused her. So it's it, I find it strange how like suddenly is now how she's finding her voice. I'm not really sure exactly what's triggered it, triggered it. Because before when she was pregnant, she was kind of using that as a like he said, I'll never hit you while you're pregnant, mm. which was OK. But he knows that she's not pregnant now. So I'm not sure why she's being so confident, whether she thinks because the therapy actually is working. I mean, he has seemed to have softened somewhat. And mm. presumably it's or from... Maybe not even soften, but he's been able to, at the moment, control it. Yeah, he's suppressing it, I suppose, yeah. is the term. And he and so from what we can gather, he is actually going to see therapy and seeking therapy and having it. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. But, but when he turned up to therapist, she didn't seem to know anything about it. That's so true. So was that the first session? It seemed a bit distant in yeah. the conversations they were having. It was really weird. And it looked like nothing had really progressed because it, the question came up where she asked him, have you ever been physical toward anyone you know or mm. you love? And Grey, we thought, was going to then open up in front of Chantel and say mm, yes yeah uh, to the woman to the woman sitting next to me Chantel I have you know hit her been abusive with her but he doesn't he talks about the time in the club which is in a way I think in Gray's mind he thought he was kind of doing the right thing by talking about that in front of Chantel I think for Gray he doesn't see his abuse as the problem at that present time he thought that Chantel being angry at him for having that fight and not telling her about mm. it was the problem and so I think in a weird way, I think Gray thought that perhaps he was doing the right thing in that therapy session. And that's why he seemed a bit surprised when Chantel called him out on it afterwards and said, why didn't you admit that it was you abused me? Why did you keep that secret from her? Mm. And then he suddenly backtracked and said, oh, no, no, because I'm keeping that for a later session. I'm going to yeah. talk about that and later on. he kept saying on. how he finds it so hard to admit it and it's hard enough to talk about it anyway, let mm. alone admit that. Like, it's, I found it strange, like, would she have said those things? Why did she not say those things in front of the therapist? Like, would that not be in a safer place to say it then? Yeah. I mean, this... I, I, you don't know, because then she might think, well, when I go home after this, it might all kick off. This is the strange thing, isn't it? Because Chantel seems to have this confidence when it's just a one-to-one now with Grey. Mm. Which, but, but doesn't seem to have that confidence of opening up when someone else, who could potentially help her as well in yeah, this situation. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, and Yeah, and get basically Grey kind of moved away from her so maybe she's because there's a really telling line at the end of their story this week where gray asks her you know will you ever leave me will you ever go away and she says no i will never leave you and is it yeah, weird was like a lingering look wasn't there but isn't it weird that Chantel almost is she's she's always she seems almost scared that actually gray and her might break up and that actually gray's got into her mind so much that in a way she thinks that her and gray being separated would be more of a torture to her than actually staying inside the relationship. So actually, Grey's kind of won, and he's ingrained herself in her, yeah. So So what I got from that last scene Mm. was that she was... His biggest thing is 
oh, don't ever leave me. So at the moment she's going, oh yeah, no, I won't. But, but it's the way she, knows, she said it. Yeah, but I think that's because she knows that she is going to. And actually she's reached that point where she knows she's going to. So she doesn't, that's why she's saying these things to him, I guess. Because she knows mm. in her head, she's she's already left. She's out of the door. She's already really? left. She's already checked out. And that's why she's feeling able to say all these things to him, I guess. See, I don't think she is. I think the way she said it in, in my interpretation was that she can't leave him because she's, she doesn't, think she, she doesn't know any better she's mm-hmm. been in this this tortured relationship this abusive relationship for so long that gray's actually ultimately won because when she said you know i'll never leave you and she leaves gray kind of breathed a sigh of relief and for me i think it wasn't a relief because she said she wasn't going to leave him because she loved him but because she, he's won and mm-hmm. so even though she's playing these games with him where she's saying i'm going to go out when i want to and i'm going to get my job back at this at the hair salon and i'm going to you know have my own independent life and i'm only going to get pregnant again if you promise to keep going to see the therapist and you're honest with her and i think grace started to worry or oh, maybe she mm. but the maybe, fact she's still there is the fact she's still there and and, win. and and and, he, and yeah he's, he's still got that hold on her and so ultimately he is still the winner in this relationship he's still better but i i mean i think it's a shame that that's my interpretation of it and i hope dearly that your interpretation is better mm. and that it is actually that she is checked out and she's ready to go and she's just waiting for the opportunity now to go yeah but the thing is whether she'll she will get that i mean mm. it's a slight spoiler oh. la, 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 a few minutes yeah skip 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 <laughs> just for a theory um obviously we know keanu's leaving mm. so um if keanu leaves he doesn't die i'm wondering if this storyline of Chantal and Grey is going to end up with him actually killing her by by beating her by accident. Um, Chantel. What's, what's that got to link with Keanu? Well, only because if Keanu leaves and he lives, I think that will happen because I don't think they'll kill two of Karen's children, like one right. or the other. Right, right. So on the bravado that Keanu leaves safely, <laughs> I could imagine this storyline ending a bit like that because like the, the but... scene of her walking out the house in all done up with like the street lamp and she was all confident he was staring at her i sort of got vibes of a, a bad ending for her but not for a while then you're not saying this is happening at christmas time you're saying this is happening no, 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 what, like a year like, two years yeah, down like the line. nine months or something like that yeah. but you know i could see like a dark end like that nine her. months a time someone can get oh, and have a child no, none of that. <laughs> but um i hope i'm wrong because i love i love chantelle i think she's a great character mm. but that could be that dark ending that we could see, maybe. But only if Keanu doesn't die. It'd be interesting if they don't give Grey and Chantel a happy ending. Because with a lot of times with an abusive storyline, there is ultimately a happy ending for the abused mm. and not for the abuser. And like the way it happens, normally like the abuser will get caught. Yeah, or like, die. Or... And then come back and then die in like an explosion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's like, that's not how this always ends, mm. really. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it'd be nice to do it where... Not nice, obviously, to see, but it would be nice if they no, portrayed for the it though. for the story that the, the abused, so Chantel in this case, actually ends up being the one who dies to the hand of Grey. Mm. Ooh, what a real dark story that would yeah, be. That's just a prediction, but only if... I, I can't imagine they'll kill Keanu at Christmas and then have Chantel... Like, they're not going to have Karen lose two children. Mm. I, just, mm. I just don't see that. But... Although all the omens went in one year. That's true, <laughs> Big mistake that one. But if there's a 10:30 time slot for Christmas, then I'm hoping for a Keanu bloodbath. I want a Kill Bill style <laughs> death for Keanu. You heard it here first. Sharon in a uh, yellow jumpsuit. Oh, that'd be great! Right, that was the week's done and finished wraps up. So we're going to go on to all your guys' comments and our results of who won the week. 
And you know me, I ain't one to gossip. So, as we always end the show, we are going to read out the comments that you've written on our Twitter, our Facebook and our Instagram pages. We're also going to reveal the results of our Who Won the Week. But, as always, we read out from Ben the birthdays, the death and who has won previous years on EastEnders when we ask Ben to crawl out of his time hole and give us some deets. That's right. We're reading one birthday and zero death this week in the history of EastEnders. So they really do narrow them down by the Mm. end of the year, don't they? (laughs) So, birthdays, 24th of November, 1962, Zainab Masood was born. Oh, that's nice. That's a nice birthday. No one's around to celebrate her, though, really, are they? (laughs) No. So, so the episode I watched was the 22nd of November, 2001. And yes, I hear you ask, you can see a clip of this episode on our Facebook and our Twitter, where I've put together a few scenes that sum up the episode in about a minute and a half yeah it's really cool go and check it out and it was a very interesting episode that i picked this week because it has huge parallels to what's happening right now with shianu mm. and the baby phil and all that sort of stuff because it's the time of year when louise was born and mark apparently is the dad and phil's obviously the real dad but no one knows it's a big secret mm. and the only people that do know Sharon and Lisa <laughs> and um, they were gossiping about it and Jamie overheard the night before but they're not sure if he did overhear. Oh, I like Jamie I forgot about Jamie. He's very good he's playing the Mel Owen of 2019 during the storyline. <laughs> yeah fair enough. Who's um, there to blackmail them but it's just so interesting seeing it reversed that Sharon's the one who knows mm. but she's trying to keep it secret and Lisa doesn't want it coming out mm-hmm. and obviously now we've got Sharon who's got this baby that isn't Phil's who thinks it is Phil's and Lisa's the one who knows that it's not. The shoe is on the other foot. So it's very interesting. It, it, it shows kind of how like hypocritical Lisa is as well. Like she's mm. done this before, this exact situation. She was willing to lose everything to lie to Phil. So that it's interesting. It'd be nice if Sharon did bring that up. I hope that I hope they do kind of have Sharon mm. bringing up the line saying, no, "I did this once for you, Lisa." Yeah. So, so keep just this, drop it. Yeah, just keep this because then that would also stop the whole Lisa going mad story, and that'd be interesting, mm. wouldn't it? It would be good, mm. and um, it was nice because um, Jamie sort of brings the ultimatum to Lisa a bit how how Mel brought the ultimatum to Sharon recently, but obviously ended in different ways. But um, yeah, he threatens, you know, and says, "You've got to." tell phil mm-hmm. what i do he always he's always wanted one more kid he wants to be his phil always wants one more kid i know always they? one more <laughs> always one more so always I'm, wanting so more. i am hoping that the this will be referenced um this year because mm. it's even the same time of year it's happened it's so strange yeah, that's true that's really true but um, i thought that's interesting but there's a little clips all together that um show the the story yeah find them on twitter and our facebook group page i'll give you all the details at the end of the show that's right. Thank you very much, Ben. So as per It's Who Won the Week, where we ask which of these four stories you think had surpassed any other story on the sh- on the soap this week. And the four choices were Ben's Slap Straight. Oh, no. Well. No. Leo Susses Jack. No. <laughs> Keegan's Cash Strapped. No. <laughs> or Old Man Max Proposal. Oh, God. Oh, I don't know. None of them. Hollyoaks won the week. This week? I think you made your voice known about your opinion <laughs> on EastEnders this week. I don't think it was all that bad. Hmm. So I think it's obvious who's won the week. We've got boycotted again. Or oh, was it Ben again? We got boycotted by That's Ben sick. Mitchell on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> he um, he said basically Ben slapped straight one with 70% of the vote. So to make it, to, the more interesting part is the bottom end of the vote. You know, the bottom is always the most interesting. Mm. So um, I'm going to ask you. Ben would know. He certainly would. So I'm going to ask you who you think came second and third, um, because they're the two tightest. They were literally 1% between them. I'm assuming Ruby came last, so Leo and the other one. Keegan. Keegan. 
Yeah, Leo came second with 12%. He's going up. Keegan came third with 11%. Oh and Old Man Max Proposal was last with 7%, which I'm not really surprised, to be honest mm. with you. It's Max Branding. And, uh, no, it was very good, was it? I didn't mind the Leo story personally. No, I, didn't I mean mind the, the results, I mean. It's all very low. Well, yes, but I mean, any story when Ben's involved is going to be <laughs> rocket straight to the top. Apparently, Ben's been in every episode for the past nine, nine weeks. Mm. That's a lot. He's the new Mick, isn't he? Mm. Um, a few comments uh, we're going to blast through these because I think we're overrunning a little bit so first of all we'll talk about the Bills and the Martin uh, Cindy Calloway on our Facebook said these scenes in the Bill house especially when Martin found out Callum wants to be a copper were worthy of a Christmas episode they were great mm, they were nice Bill meal and yet you moaned about the Ben slap straight story yeah that story stupid but I like the Bill meal Bill meal at H.A. Sun R, or Hannah on Twitter, says it could have been so easy. Prison for Stacey for attack on Phil. No need for all this made up stuff. It would be much better. Shover in a cell with Chrissy Watts. Yeah. That would have been a better storyline, wouldn't it? Love to, that would have been cool, actually, if they'd done a prison story like they did with Mick. But better, because it's women. And they're exactly. better anyway. It'd be like a bad girl spin off. <laughs> At Mary R. Cam on Twitter said, Kathy, a slap just isn't good enough. A hard punch, I would applaud. You go, girl. Plenty of fight left in you. Well, Martin did the punch at the end of the week for her. He did, but it couldn't have been a very hard punch because he was coming out, he was very drunk. Mm. Just downed a half a bottle of rum. <laughs> he wasn't really thinking straight, was he? That's he true. was shouting at cars. Slimline rum. I thought he was going to get knocked over on the same street that he uh, knocked down old Jamie. He nearly did. Mm. Mm. That would have been comeuppance, wouldn't it? I wonder if Sonia would have been so sad about that. Chantel and Grey stories. Sophie Martin on Facebook said, I'm really proud of Chantel for standing up to Grey and living how she wants to live. But I am scared for her. The build up to whatever will eventually set him off is killing me. Rob Innes on Facebook said, probably one of the most gripping stories EastEnders have done in years. There's not many stories where you are as nervous every scene it features in. Mm, you do get nervous when you see them yeah, you do. together, especially when they're on their own. Frightening. And also when Chantel walks away as well and you just see his look. Mm. Like, oh, she's in trouble. <laughs> and one last comment on Twitter this week from EastEnders Soup one said, This week's episodes have been superb so far in my honest opinion. Yes, the Karen thing was a bit easy, but the stop and search stuff is really important if you live in London and you're black or Asian. That was like the only decent storyline, to be fair. The one you said you didn't... Again, yeah, the, the Keegan, Keegan one was... Yeah, I agreed that was good. It was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, mm. but the rest is just, well... Well, again, we're split with our opinions. <laughs> what are your opinions on That's the week? That's the point. Exactly. What a boring show it would be if we both agreed on everything. So we'd love to know what your opinions have been on the show. Here are the ways to get in touch. On Twitter, you find us on at EastEnders Week. On Instagram, you can find us EastEnders Weekly Podcast. If you go to Facebook and search EastEnders Weekly Podcast, you'll find a group will pop up. Click to join and you'll be more than welcome with open arms to join our community. You can also find us on YouTube. EastEnders Weekly Podcast is what you search. If you find us, subscribe, ring the bell and you'll get notifications every time you get our spoiler cast every Tuesday and our original content. As I said earlier on the show, we have a character tier list on there and it's good. If I do say so myself, pinches his shirt and pulls mm. it out from away his body. You can also email us if you want, eastendersweekly at gmail.com. You can find us on all your podcasters, including Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify. And if you do listen to us on Apple, don't forget to rate us and give us a comment because every little bit of it helps. And as always, subscribe on all of those too. Lovely. Right. Um, my um, foot spa has just been delivered, so I'm off. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>